Welcome to New Grad 101, the essential podcast for new ISU graduates. I'm your host, Chelsea Trowbridge, Director of Special Events and Merchandise at the Alumni Association. I work with Young Alumni Programming and will be bringing in special guests and experts to help you navigate the ins and outs of this exciting new chapter of your life. Congratulations on earning your degree and stepping into the real world. Adulting and being an engaged alum can be challenging, but fear not, we've got you covered. Each month, you'll receive an email and a link to the podcast where we'll dive into practical tips, expert advice, and personal stories to equip you with the tools you need to succeed. From managing your finances and finding your dream career to maintaining a healthy work-life balance and nurturing meaningful relationships, we'll explore it all. What about planning for specific financial goals? How can we work that into a spending plan? very important point you you need to work it into your plan Mm -hmm. if you know that sometime in the next year you're going to need new tires you can't just assume that magically you're going to be able to buy new tires you're going to have to plan for it um and so the ideal way is to uh save up in advance it'll cost less rather than having to put it on a credit card yes um but in some cases you're we're talking about financial goals here, mm-hmm. really. And whether your goal is to save up for something or to pay off a particular debt, um, you just have to build that into your plan as a payment. Okay. E- essentially, it's a payment. And when it comes to savings, it really does help to think of savings as a bill. Sure. Even if you're paying yourself. Yeah. I mean, pay yourself first, right? We've but all then heard it's required, that. Right. Like, right. Bill, you have you to do think it. Think of it as a bill. Um, and it's a bill from your car that says, I'm going to need tires in six months. And so you're putting away however much a month to do that. Um, so building it into your spending plan, the thing is you have to know what's realistic. And so Mm -hmm. if you've got a spending plan under control already and hopefully built savings in, and then maybe in the, in the first month or two of using spending plan, you realize you've got extra money. Oh, well then. I'm yeah. going to save that more mm-hmm. um, so that you haven't started to, to develop some really expensive habits. Yes. <laughs> um, instead, having yes. extra money could let you develop expensive habits. But ideally, if you have things you want to accomplish in the future, I really encourage you to just start a list and put everything on that list. Have a You could have a, a whole page full and you might have 30 different things on that list. Don't ever try and work on all 30 of those things at once. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but, like a dollar towards each, right? Right. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> but having uh, having that list lets you kind of sort through and say, okay, which ones are the most important? Okay. Uh, maybe they're the biggest, most important in the big picture. Maybe also they're the most urgent. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm going to need those tires within yeah. six months. So I, I, ha- I, ha- I I'm not going to work on a new sofa mm-hmm. because the tires are going to be needed sooner. Yes. So you, you just work out which are the ones to work on first. And... Um, if you want new tires and you want a new pair of tires and you want them six months from now and it's been a while since I bought tires but let's just say that's going to be six hundred dollars then that means I need to save a hundred dollars a month yeah so you look at your spending plan and say okay can I save a hundred dollars a month and maybe you figure out a way you can Mm -hmm. and maybe that means you're going to go out a little less for lunch. Yeah. Maybe it means you're going to change something else, but your car's going to need those tires. So mm-hmm. it's 
there's no arguing with your car. <laughs> um, um, so you, you figure out a plan to make it work, and then you test that plan. Mm-hmm. And if you if it really doesn't work, then you'll have to modify, and maybe you'll have to dip into savings for, okay. for part of that, or maybe yeah. you'll have to pay $400 cash for the car and put the other 200 on a credit card, which, of course, is the most expensive Not way ideal, to buy anything. But, yeah. um, but one way or another, you need to build that, that goal into your mm-hmm. plan. And so you identify which are the key goals and you work on them. And we talked earlier about trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I like to think about I've got sort of bigger things that are my goals. Mm-hmm. The tires, the furniture, the vacation, retirement. Um but then I also have goals that really might be goals, but they're really part of my lifestyle. Like yeah. that goal of going out with my friends every Friday night. The nails every, every The nails every, every month. month the manicure every month. Yeah. Right. All of those things that are part of my lifestyle, I've sort of built them into, you know, without consciously thinking about mm-hmm. it. I've built them in as goals in my head. And in order to reach some of our future goals, we have to remember to consider whether we're willing to trade off some of our lifestyle goals. Mm-hmm. Um, at least figure out where our lifestyle goals fit in the realm of priorities. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard people say, well, I'd really like to for my child to have piano lessons, but I've never been able to afford it. And yet you know that they are spending yeah. 80 bucks a month on a manicure or a mm-hmm. mani-pedi. And um, so basically when you look at what you're spending, actions speak louder than words, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying by your actions that your mani-pedi is more important than your child's piano lessons. Face that reality, ask yourself if it's true. And yeah. if it is, great. Yes. And if it's not, then you know look for alternatives. Mm-hmm. It's so really identifying those priorities exactly and where you want to spend your money. And and sometimes we have to again it's part of our facing reality. We have yeah. to uh, recognize that oh my actions don't really match mm-hmm. my priorities. Another thing along with that when we're talking about lifestyle is I've I've kind of heard it referred to as as your income increases, uh, lifestyle creep. Absolutely. And you know that's something I feel like a lot of people myself probably included, you know, I, I can definitely let that happen where it's like, Oh, I I have a little bit more now Mm -hmm. and now I can do this. And then it's become this lifestyle that you've created and it just keeps creeping up. So you're never really making more. Yeah. That's part of, you know, when you're first starting out, which, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of the people listening to this are still in their first few months of living on their own. Um, you can, curtail that potential for lifestyle creep because if you've gotten a good job you may have more money than you ever dreamed yeah and you may be looking at i can not just go out once a week with my friends we can go out five times a week Mm -hmm. we can take three vacations a year we can do all this stuff and you could but is that what you really want in the long term yeah that's the question. So uh, I love that you mentioned that term because <laughs> it's exactly what can happen. And my children, once my children were away from home and completely out of college and everything, I'm about 10 years past that, lifestyle creep is yeah. a very real risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I try and avoid 
succumbing by by increasing my charitable giving. Oh, that's a good instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's it is still a very real risk. Yeah, one of some of our goals. Um, like I said earlier, it's really only smart to work on one or two goals mm-hmm. at a time. But once you've established a goal as part of your habit, like one of the first things I did after I got divorced, um, I was pretty young when I got divorced, was I said, okay, I've got, I've got to start saving for kids' college. Mm-hmm. And I had child support money to do that with. Um, but I established that pattern, and it became an automatic transfer, just yep. like you mentioned. And then that became as part of my regular monthly spending. And then I didn't have to work about it, on it as a goal anymore. That left me free to work on other goals. Yeah. One at a time, I can build them into my life. And that's the kind of thing I'd encourage you to do. Get to where certain goals are automated, and the then that frees you up to, to deal with others. Yeah, I started doing that for my kids, too. We mm-hmm. have, um, I have transfers. They have... They have college accounts, so 529 mm-hmm. plans, mm-hmm. and they have savings accounts. And so I transfer, when I started out, it was just a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was automatic. So mm-hmm. to each of those accounts, I transferred the same amount each month. Mm-hmm. And that was just part of like, that was part of my spending plan. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm building that for them and for me later, because if, if my goal is to pay for my kids' college, then I'm starting now, as right. opposed to waiting till it's, what, like 100,000 to come. All right, so whatever our goals are, Um, if they're important to us, there's a very strong chance we can work towards them Mm -hmm. with, you know, the rare exception of the person whose income is so tight that they can only meet basic needs or whose basic needs are so great that their income barely covers them. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody I ever talked to has the capacity to work towards some goals 